Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Thanks for joining us on Soul Talks. We are so happy you are listening with us today. Bill and I are working on writing a book for Ravel on emotional health. And because of that, we are needing a little bit more space this summer to be intentional with our writing time. So I am have the privilege of sitting and having a soul talk today with Jessica Stong, our Director of Operations and Programs here at Soul Shepherding and Senior Spiritual Director and Coach as well. She is a, a great minister and you got to hear her favorite Soul Talk episode last week. And this week, Jess and I are going to have a Soul Talk because she has a story of her own trauma and her own healing that I think many of you will relate to and find such hope, such encouragement. And I really believe Jesus will use this to encourage you in your formation in him and your health in him. So just welcome back and thank you for joining us again on Soul Talks today and just for your heart because you're, you're a wounded healer. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Christy. It, it, as I was sharing, um, it is such an honor and such a full circle moment for me, having um, listened to you five years ago. And then we are recording on July 19th. And the last episode was aired um, that I spoke about that emotional healing for trauma was on July 29th of 2017. Oh. So it's so beautiful, Christy. I love it. God's ways are so, so mysterious and so right and so perfect, far beyond our ability to plan. Oh, it is incredible. Well, I, um, I think about this idea of being a wounded healer. And in, in that podcast that I mentioned, you talked about those sacred wounds in service mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yes. And I often, Christy, really feel that sacred woundedness as, as an opportunity in that pain to experience beauty and grace and goodness. And I want to share a story with you and with the listeners to this podcast of, of a trauma in my life that was so um, deep that I, I buried it for a very long time. And I, I say I buried it as only an Enneagram 7 can, right? Like to deny the pain. But um, I, so I was uh, the sexual assault response coordinator for our university in graduate school. It was part of my job. And so I worked with people and walked with people who were and loved them as they were recovering after assault or abuse or domestic violence. And so my story um, included, after that experience included, being um, violently assaulted by a stranger. Mm. And so Christy, I blame myself. But mo- the, I think the most hurtful piece of it, as it was happening, I asked God to um, 
stop it mm. to rescue me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God, I felt that absence. I felt um, like God didn't hear me when I cried out. You felt alone. And so for years and years, I um, doubted and I questioned and I didn't know where to go with all of those doubts, even though God kept pursuing me. I was so confused and so lost. And you talked about in your episode about the felt sense in our bodies of trauma. Yes. And what it feels like to hang on to that trauma and to experience it over and over again. And I know there are people out there that are are wondering how, how to process this. Yes. Yes, Jess, you're not alone. I'm not alone. So many of us have experienced trauma and we don't know what to do with it. We don't know where to go. We don't feel safe sharing it with anyone. We feel so much shame around it and we don't know how to get healing. And we do have questions. Why does God allow this? We're his beloved. He loves us. He's, He's our protector. He's our shield. And yet, why does he allow this? And and what do I do with that? And we're so locked up by it that we repress it and we just try to soldier on. Deny, deny. Mm -hmm. And and when we, we, we sometimes will sit in churches that will tell us, be anxious about nothing. You know, do not sin. Do not have emotions that are in conflict with the Bible. I mean, I heard those over and over again. Yes. And so where could I turn Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to see? And it was an an incredibly talented therapist, psychologist who also had her, was, uh, had her doctorate in ministry. And so it was, it was really, um, it was really someone who could see me, mm-hmm. who could validate how I was feeling and hear me and receive with empathy, with Jesus's empathy. You needed an ambassador of Christ to you who could go there with you, who could provide that safe place for you to be able to be honest, to share your experience where you knew you wouldn't be judged, you wouldn't be blamed, you wouldn't be shamed where you could have that safe space to feel the emotions that go with memory, to get in touch with where it was stored implicitly in your body with someone who could mirror Jesus's presence, his empathy and be a conduit of his healing grace to you. And Christy, it's so often that ministers or that the helpers of this world are the ones who will stuff experiences will will try to not feel because we're so busy serving others and I know that that was part of my experience is that I went on to continue ministering and serving and and so if I could repress I could 
in my mind, I thought I could keep control over the, that experience. Right. And it makes us, makes us feel strong, resilient. It, it's actually, I think, a form of our pride that makes us think that I don't need to deal with this. I'm fine. I have goosebumps all over because it is that, that pride that, that I could control and I didn't need to release my heart fully, my full soul to Jesus. That I could hold parts back through self-coping, but I would still hold parts back because I couldn't fully um, appreciate or trust yes. that dependence on Jesus to protect me. Right. And I think just too that you're not alone in this. I'm sure many of our listeners have been sinned against sexually. And there's a special shaming, I think that the enemy comes with that, that keeps us silenced and keeps us keeping it in the dark and makes us afraid to say anything about it. Because of course the belief is we'll be blamed that that we asked for it, that somehow we're responsible. And so that often can keep people from getting the healing and help that they need. So what, what, what motivated you, what helped you to seek help, to take courage, to, to join Jesus. Like we say at Soul Shepherding, you get help when you and I join Jesus in caring for your soul. What helped you to activate to do that? What helped you to find the faith and confidence to say, no, Jesus would want me to have this space of grace. Jesus would want me to have an ambassador of him, someone who could help heal me from this trauma. Oh, I, I smile so broadly because of this idea that we get to join Jesus. And my prayers were prayers, were psalms of lament. I would pray the psalms over and over again and and really was at a place where I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to have a real relationship, but God kept pursuing me, kept seeking me out. And so as I was praying, I was feeling, and I, uh, several people came into my life that, that were really, the, that reminded me to look into the true face of Jesus. You and, and Bill talk a lot about the smiling face of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Needing to see his delight in us. Yeah. Oh, and so for so long, my story was of Jesus just looking at me with disgust Mm. and it wasn't true it was not and so the work was over time seeing the smile yes through others yes and you and I have talked previously outside of this conversation about how you had had uh, projections onto God, like, like you were saying, like we all do where we project our own experience of, or what we think others feel towards us or how we feel towards ourself onto God. And, and then you also, so that's a, a, an important part of our healing work and healing image of God. And we talk about in the Soul Shepherding Institute as well. And I share my story with that and the importance of coming to have our right ideas about God. Yes. And, and that's something I constantly pray that God will correct my wrong ideas about him. And trauma distorts our image of God. 
And then the other thing that often goes with trauma that you and I've talked about is how it gets stored in our body. Mm. And what was that like for you? What did you learn about that? So I didn't recognize the pain that was trapped inside of, of my body and that I wish I could demonstrate how you and Bill really discuss how our soul is, is surrounding our body. It includes our body. Yes. Our body is a part of our soul. That's an aspect of our soul. And we want to discount it. We want to um, divorce the two Mm -hmm. because it's easier for us to wrap our minds around the experiences and the spiritual life versus the physical fleshly experience in the world. And it is, it is combined. And so it is really through practices that you mentioned in your healing prayer book, imagining Jesus with me, with my body. Yes. Really bringing Jesus into the memory of that trauma, that experience, that was when it was almost my whole body changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I no longer had to store or keep those control of my body. I could release it all to Jesus. We need those corrective emotional experiences that, that healing prayer brings us where we invite Jesus into the trauma, into the memory, and invite him to come, invite his healing touch in our soul. But we need to, we need to do that with somebody else, somebody who can be safe, somebody who can pray for us, somebody who can be that ambassador for Jesus to help us, because it's scary to face those traumas. And sometimes it's hard for us. We're shut down so much. Sometimes we don't even know where in our body we're feeling that, that pain or that tension or that sickness. You know, I had read Bezel van der Kolk's uh, The Body Keeps the Score um, and a lot of Daniel Siegel's work um, and, and really trying to process. You know, I was trained as a cognitive behaviorist. And so I wanted to understand how the thought impacted my action, completely discounting the emotional feeling, that felt sense of the the psychological feeling, those emotional feelings, but also the physical feeling of what it was like. And so you, the way that you and Bill talked about that in the emotional healing podcast episode was was part of that discovery and uncovering and reforming process mm. for me. Oh. And I think so much about how we, when we release ourselves and our experiences and our trauma to Jesus's love and care, but through another. Yes. We are forever changed. Just today, I had emailed you and Bill about how my life is now spent really inviting others to drink from Jesus's eternal and external source of unfailing spiritual life-giving water. 
that once I was able to, to drink yes. from the fountain, I was able to get water from the fountain like that Samaritan woman, I was able to experience that, that care. And then that changed my whole life. Yes. Here we are. Now we get to overflow it. Yes. But it was doing the work Mm -hmm. fully and completely and trusting in others. And so, so in my work as a spiritual director and as a coach with soul shepherding, I get to meet people time and time again, and people come for one thing. And, and we uncover through prayer and through discovery, these either big T traumas or, or small T traumas that are those smaller experiences that we might not recognize as trauma that really impacted us. Mm -hmm. Yes. The trauma, a, the trauma of neglect, Sometimes we forget that and we only focus on trauma B, which is the experiences of trauma that are done to us, but both have a significant impact on our soul and both can, can really take us out spiritually as well. I, um, now so much of the work I do with soul shepherding is walking with people as they are reforming their souls Mm -hmm. and you and Bill have created so many resources that I used previous to coming to work for soul shepherding in the network. I had joined the network before meeting you two. It was such a blessing. And there are resources on how to really address these soul splits and these soul, how we reform ourselves with others in Jesus's Mm -hmm. love and tender care for us. Well, just, I'm just so thankful because as you have journeyed with Jesus and you have been so devoted to Jesus, and if you have invited his touch in your soul, you become such a beautiful wounded healer. And we're so grateful now to have you partnering with us in soul shepherding and being available to those in our community and training our spiritual directors and coaches as well, because there's so much need in the body of Christ for this, but people don't know where to access it. And so that's, that's our hope. Our desire is that more and more people will realize the availability of this healing and that more and more people will be led by Jesus to get the healing that they need and then be able to overflow it and become wounded healers themselves. Because we all long for the body of Christ to be emotionally whole and radiantly glorifying to him and to function well with integrity and to, to just be able to have us walk in that wholeness and to not fall to those biblical blunders like you experienced in church where oftentimes even in ministry, people, they don't mean to harm, but they don't realize that they're, they're shaming people that have experienced trauma that have been hurt and instead to be able to let them know, no, they're welcomed here. God's grace is enough and healing is available and that the Lord is leading us down his path of righteousness. And it is a path of greater wholeness and health emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, sexually, in every aspect. So thank you. Thank you for example in that. Will you, will you pray for our listening now as we end this 
episode of Soul Talks. And again, we do just invite you to, to join us with the Soul Shepherding Network, to reach out to meet with a senior spiritual director, to, to follow Jesus yes. in this journey of healing. I, I also, before um, I pray, I also want to recognize, Christy, your courage to share your story so vulnerably and honestly gave me mm. the perspective and the opportunity to fully step into God's calling and God's plan and and so for anyone out there that is looking for support or for someone to co-listen or co just to walk with them, that the empathy and care that is available in soul shepherding for people to be seen and to be heard, you are never alone. And we are here to support you in your walk with Jesus. And so I I never want someone to hear this message and say, I don't have someone in my life right now. Right. Please know that we are here for you in every way. So I would love to pray for us. And I just thank you, Christy, for this time. God, we are so honored and so grateful for your love and your tender mercy for us that you follow and you comfort us even when, even when we're in pain and we feel alone and lost, even when we've experienced trauma and grief. Jesus, you are there ever present. Your face is shining, radiant with love. And you are inviting into us into that light and that grace. I pray for each listener. May they see your love and your care. May they experience healing from trauma and from pain because you are ever present, ever loving spirit of Jesus in their lives. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.